You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. If you're a, uh, a previous listener, welcome back. Anna's back in the studio today. The last show I did was with Alexi and Jolie Irvine. It was, those girls are something else. Oh, they're so awesome. <laughs> we first met Alexi, and then we met Jolie later at I, a different photo Alexi shoot. was doing a show. I had a booth at a show, and she came to buy some pants with her mom. And she was so sweet and so bubbly, and she looked so good. I'm like you got a model for us. And sure enough, I, that was probably five years ago. You know, yeah. she was, and she's modeled a few times for blessed body. Mm-hmm. Where now both girls are, both girls have actually modeled for blessed. And we're going to work with them again for blessed. And yeah, uh, awesome I want to do something with him for model body as well. And, and they're starting a business. They're starting their own business. They want to do something with their brand. And the crazy thing with them is uh, on their own, they're like so bubbly and sweet and nice and fun and cool and real and like that. But the two of them together, the <laughs> dynamic is just, oh my God, yeah. I want to can that. I was telling him yesterday, I said, you guys need to start doing YouTube videos because yeah. it's just funny watching. Um, today's show is brought to you by blackbean.coffee. I want to talk about our black... Okay, we... we Right now, we, we sell two different um, varietals or two different coffees. Yes. We have our Costa Rican Sunrise and our Peruvian French Roast. Mm-hmm. You are the dark roast girl in our family. I do. You like that. I that like the really strong, strong. Yeah. The, what I guess they call chocolatey notes. It's a full bodied coffee. And I like the Costa Rican because I'm not as hardcore as you are. I think. <laughs> no, I, and I think people like Elaine that use a lot of creamer. <laughs> she, she likes needs the to balance strong, it because it's yeah. already sweet. Right. 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 I, I drink it black and I and drink so it black I, as well. I yeah. like the, uh, more flavors. I think the complex flavors that you get with the Costa Rican because it's very... It's delicious. I, I drink that all day too. Well, it's, and that's just it. Like I, I, I got a little... I ground up a whole bunch for you and put it in one container and I ground <laughs> up a bunch for me and put it in the other one, but I don't notice any going out of your container and a whole lot has gone out of mine. I just filled it up the other day and it's half empty already. You're silly. You're stealing my coffee and telling me you like the other one. No. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we just we just came up with an epiphany, you and I, mm-hmm. uh, this morning, um, and what it is 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 uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about depression because we've got it, it seems like almost everybody we talk to of our friends, everybody is going through or has been through or you know doesn't want to admit it, but everybody is depressed. There's just sure. so much of that going on, and I think obviously it's you know I think there's a lot of contributing factors. You know, I walk into the grocery store, Vons, in our neighborhood here that we always go to. And before, you know, it's the same people and you see them all the time. And we're in the grocery store, you know, two or three times a week. And, you know, you have your conversations and how are the kids and, you know, how's your how's your husband doing? You know, that kind right. of stuff, right? right? And that doesn't happen anymore. Sure. And uh, and so there's less of a connection. And you before Everybody's you used to walk by somebody and, and you smile. You smile, right. right? And you don't get that anymore. You just get this eyeballs looking at you if that right and so so i think people that have that it's important to have a connection you know we're limited where we can go we have lost everything right well and then the other part of it is is social media Mm -hmm. uh and and there's so much anger 
you know, it's just so much going on there. Fighting. Politics yeah. and fighting and everybody's, you know, it's like a civil war, a virtual civil war going on. And uh, and so what happens is what I've done is just like, okay, enough. I started unfollowing some people that were just never toxic. putting anything positive. Yeah. yeah, it's just toxic, right? And uh, and then also just, just not going on social media as much. Right. And, but the reality is, and we started talking about this this morning, the reality is, is if you're not getting a physical connection, one of the big things, a phenomenon that the whole world has experienced is the virtual connection that we have with others. Sure. But if that goes away or is limited, you know what I mean? Then, then all of a sudden we're, I mean, essentially we're isolating more right. and more, which contributes to a bigger state of depression. Right, yes. right, right. And and so, uh, and I've I've talked about this with a number of people because there's a number of people in our circle. Yeah. That you know, in different cities and you know, across the country and outside the country, that everybody's kind of feeling the same thing. Oh and, yeah, sure. I I have you know. I think first of all, most of the people that are connections, they are they were part of the fitness industry or are, and fitness is a big part of who you are and then when gyms are closed like i was just talking to a friend she messaged me and she's like you know i want to get back on track like you i have this much to lose i went through all this but all the gyms are closed so i need to get creative and then th those are the roadblocks that when you are already depressed you're like but i don't want to get creative the last thing you want to do is yes. be creative last thing you want to do is go work out the last thing you want to do is eat well right right and so and then if you are limiting yourself from social media and like you said the only true connection you have other than your circle you're quarantined with it, then you're going to go into a deeper hole so you know we shared on our last podcast you know part of what we've been through but you with, know uh, Quimane, with the Quimane, little boy that we've had here for almost four years now almost four years and and so it's been only a week and, and he's gone and he's gone and uh it, it's not like we have been going through a tough summer knowing that was coming but our kids have been oblivious to it because we right. made it that way but now they don't want to eat now They're they don't want to eat yeah. they don't want to play you know katie was telling me today she's like i don't want to ride my bike i don't want you know they're depressed mm -hmm. uh emma and and katie expresses more with her emotions emma gets angry and quiet and she just isolates isolates start hurting people doing bad things and so, but to help them, mm -hmm. we need to help ourselves first. So two days ago, you took me to the gym. <laughs> Halfway by force, um, I didn't feel like going because I look in the mirror and 90% of the people in the world would say, you look great, Anna, but I don't recognize myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I look my face and my eyes and, and you know, my, my body is just whatever. And so I didn't want to go because unfortunately we make a connection of I, I should be looking a certain way to be at the gym. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to get that there the until yeah. you have, yeah. you know, yeah, it's catch 22. And then this morning I woke up and it was six o'clock when Cole, he's the first one to wake up and I look at you, I'm like, do you think you can cover for me? I'm going to go back to the gym. Mm -hmm. And you said, absolutely. And I came back feeling so much more in charge, mm -hmm. so much more in control and, you know, able to give mm -hmm. to our kids. And so, but I would have never 
pick that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my I would rather have a glass of wine, something well, that you feel like you're going to unwind, and you don't. And what I did is the day before, I went. I yeah, you went first. Went, got up and went to the gym because it was just. If, if I tell myself the day before, this is what I'm doing, then I will stick to it. If I leave it to the next day to decide, I start negotiating with myself. Right. Uh, maybe I'll go later with Adam. And you're maybe a I'll good negotiator. Yeah, I'm a great negotiator. <laughs> and and then yesterday, uh, a two-hour meeting ended up being a nine-hour nine meeting. Right. And so, uh, and, and when I got out of that, oh my gosh, I went out there and the, it was a very positive meeting yeah. uh, and a lot got done and it was well worth the time. It was unexpected, but so worth the time. So I was on a bit of a, a bubble when I came out. I was happy and in a good mood, tired but in a good mood. Yeah, went out and it was just like it's just this black cloud over the whole house, right? And yeah. so I I just took the kids. Yeah, and, and you gave me a break. Yeah, but I took them and we went to the grocery store and we had the time of our life at the grocery store, you know, because yeah. I, I just made it a lot of fun for them because I act silly and do fun things with them. And I'd come out of the grocery store and you know they. They kind of didn't want to get in the van, so I just I started running. I didn't tell you this, but mm-hmm. I, I started running around the parking lot <laughs> with, with the, with the, the cart. They're, they're in the shopping cart, <laughs> and I'm running around the parking lot while Anna. They laughed so hard they almost peed. Right. right, but it was just hilarious. Right, and then we got in the van, and even though it was getting dark, I I drove them over to a park, and it was by the time we got to the park, it was dark. Yeah, but we went and we played for a while, and then and then Emma had to pee, so we loaded up and came home. And I says, okay, I'll tell you what, you know, I bought a pee pizza so they come home and have pizza and we made a tent on our couch our reclining couch and they kind of made a tent for them on there and right. then we made popcorn after and, and it really turned the day around for right them, you it know? really did yeah. and they got up this morning and they're just happy and excited and and, and, like and that, that was the thing you know it's so important to work together because yesterday um you know in the morning i defer i knew you had that meeting so i got up i got them ready and i got them out of the house but then your whole day was on hold my whole day was kind of like oh the meeting will be over and we're going to do these things and then it was by the time you came it was six o'clock when you when you were done and i had nothing else left Mm -hmm. you know and they obviously they had nothing else so it's so important to be there for each other but you can only do that if you're able to get up and shower Mm -hmm. and get yourself you know going um and and here's something that i realized today and and there's uh you know a couple things that i have posted and stuff that I send friends and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, you get them laughing and, and it just kind of makes the day better. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so what I realize is that, you know, it's, it's like, it's like being a Christian, you know, being a, a photographer in the fitness industry and taking sexy pictures of girls, uh, you know, that kind of, those kind of relationships oftentimes attract, photographers that are there not just for the pictures Mm -hmm. they're there for the relationship and a tryst or something like that that's never been my thing i've always been there for the pictures right Mm -hmm. um and that's the thing like being a christian in this industry somebody's got to be here and do it and and you know like and I, i just did a photo shoot with a girl that is a recovered drug addict and and she's a stripper and and like that but she's found god and she's like just an on fire christian but she's still stripping right and she's you know she was talking to me about it and how she receives so much backlash and i says you know what god will tell you when it's time to quit you know he'll put that on your heart but for now you know your a light is always brightest in the dark 
right? And and so it was kind of like that. And then and then I was just thinking about that, and it's just like you know what? There's so much negativity, mm-hmm. especially on Facebook, but Twitter I think is ten times worse. Right. I don't. Even There's go so on much negativity out there, but hey, Terry. Why not be the shining light there? Right. You know, there's some guys like Trent Shelton and there's a couple others that put positive stuff out there. Yeah. And I find myself always gravitating to that stuff because it makes me feel good. Right. Makes me feel better. Right. And then I was thinking, why am I not doing that? Right. You know, and that was the thing is, is I think, you know, if, if we all as a collective, if you're fed up, if you're feeling depressed, getting proactive and it doesn't take much, like simply contacting a friend and doing something kind or doing something nice or doing something funny, uh, you know, posting something funny, something that's got something to do with other than politics and politics quarantine. and quarantine <laughs> and, you know, you know, all the hatred out there and riots yeah. and cops yeah. getting killed and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and, and I mean the, the police thing, you know, being a former police officer, that is definitely something that bothers me. Right. And, uh, and the thing of it is, is, what can I do about that? I, I, I don't know that there's a lot I can do. Right. You know, I can vote. Right. Uh, that's, you know, you can vote. That's what we can do. Right. Yeah. And so that's part of the realization is I can get as mad as I want, but if I can't affect change, what's the point? Yes. What's the point of getting myself all riled up? And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I know, uh, actually I'm, not able to vote yet because I'm not a citizen yet. That, that's almost, almost we're getting really close. Yeah. Uh, and, and I might be a citizen by the time I know, you know at the election, then I will be able to vote. But, but uh, that's really what I can do is I can vote. Right. Right. I don't think uh, making political posts is going to change anybody's mind. No. Because um, that's what everybody's trying to do. And it's not changing anybody's mind. No. <laughs> you know, no. Uh, the actions of politicians and decisions that they make, that's going to change somebody's mind. Uh, and so there's really not a lot I can do. So it's just understanding, you know, okay, what can I do? And what I can do is I can make life better here for my kids and I can make life better here for you. Like last night you came out and I knew your whole day was put on hold. And so you know what, just take a break. I'll, I'll take it from here. Now I was exhausted. I didn't eat all day, Yeah, you know, and talking and talking, my brain was just like mush, but you know what? It felt good taking my kids out. I can run around the parking lot with a shopping cart. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of brain power. And my kids were laughing and they made me feel better because they were having so much fun. Right. And it was so exciting to come back and make a pizza for them and so exciting to make popcorn for they them. They were so happy. And, yes. And we watched Frozen. They wanted to watch Frozen right. because that's a movie that they used to watch with, with Jesse, with yeah. Quimane. And, yeah. and, uh, and so they wanted to just feel all that. And, yeah. and so we did that and, and uh, it ended up being an awesome night. And, I wouldn't have gotten that had I just said, oh, I'm tired. I got to go lay down or just, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, it, yes, it took effort. It wasn't easy, but my gosh, it turned my whole night around. Yes. And I got up this morning and, you know, spent time with them. You went to the gym and I made pancakes, silver dollar pancakes for everybody. And, yep. you know, and the house is just like a happy place again. Right. Right. And so that's the thing is that we do have the ability to change things. We can't change the mass thing. We can't change what politicians are doing. We can't change what's going on out there. We can vote. That's all we can really do. Yeah. But what we can do is we can change our immediate circle. Yes. And I, and you are really good about doing that. And I think, you know, we haven't 
talk much about this, but you've been dealing with PTSD for decades. Yeah. And just, and I can only speak about the last 12 years we've been together and just watching you and how you made a conscious effort to manage it because we all know it doesn't go away, but, but you found ways to manage it um, that, you know, it's, it's incredible because we do know how many people die every day from mm-hmm. PTSD, right? Yeah. Take their own lives. Uh, take their own lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, or put themselves in situations that they lose their lives. Right. 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 And so I want to say like, you are my inspiration to the fact that you have such a strong mind, you know, just as strong to try to pull you from the reality of what's happening into a dark place but you have exercised the other side of it to balance it out and you've gotten really super strong about your perspective and and shifting things around you know and i'm gonna say i'm not nearly as strong as you are uh and i'm not somebody prone to depression i i want to say that in my whole entire life you know i have never suffered from depression you suffer and and this is the thing there's you've seen me get depressed there's clinical depression it's one thing circumstantial depression exactly and so uh being that i don't function that way it's all new to me um my perspective is this i i'm not strong enough to just say, I'm going to change my day and just like make that decision. But what I can do, and I think the years of, you know, competing and doing things that are uncomfortable, um, what I can do is make a list of things that I don't want to do, but I know will make me feel better. For example, shower, mm-hmm. put on lotion, Always an important fix thing. your hair, like things that are important to me, but I think most women would agree, you know, um whatever put on lipstick you know it and then put on some put on some nice clean clothes that make you look good you know and if you have gained some pounds don't try to squeeze into the jeans that fit you you know in in march like just find something that makes you feel better empower yourself and then make like don't try to make three months goals make daily goals so what what are you going to be your food choices today what are you going to be you know are you going to not drink alcohol and then if you do because you have one do you have to have three yeah you know (laughs) um so those small wins Mm -hmm. and then like this morning i'm like no i'm going to the gym and going to a building all by myself removed from everything that is going on here made me come back stronger you know and more in charge and so that's what i've been doing we have another friend that is very depressed circumstances and so what did we tell her she's not able to you know really change what's going on in her house hey come out Mm -hmm. come over here come have coffee you know come hang out because hang around our kids for an hour yes that'll cheer you up (laughs) exactly get outside go for a walk last night we were gonna go Mm -hmm. for a walk you gotta get up and move Mm -hmm. because if you sit there feeling sorry for yourself it will never change and thank you for everything you said what what it is is i i don't know that my i'm 
that much stronger. I look at you and I think you're the stronger one uh, because once you commit to something, you're committed to it and, and no matter what it gets done. And I find inspiration from you. But what the the method that I use is, uh, you know, it's just my, my philosophy on comfort. We have a tendency to seek comfort, you know, like, oh, let's get a more comfortable bed. Let's get some, oh, those look like cozy towels. Let's get, oh, that's yeah. a nice soft. Less body wear clothes. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we seek comfort in all things, whether intentionally or not. And so when something is uncomfortable, we have a tendency to want to get away from that situation. But the, the, the reality is, is that when you get into a situation like depression, the comfortable thing is to go curl up in your bed. Yeah. The difficult thing is that you probably won't come back out of your bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? The comfortable thing is not to shower. To, it's to do the things you feel like doing, which is nothing. Right. You know, uh, the uncomfortable thing is getting out of bed, uh, even getting out of bed at a different time, getting up earlier. Right. You know, uh, and then and then eating things that you maybe don't want to eat, but you know are good for you. Right. And so that's what I do is I look for those. I look for the discomfort when I start seeking comfort. Yeah. I know something's wrong. Right. You know, I that to me that's the red flag. The it's red the other flag. way around. Sure. You know, and and so like and and I, <laughs> you know, I go back to any uh any experience that we have uh, the the comfortable ones i i don't know that i've learned that much from sure you know you you don't learn anything about you don't learn how to be better with your money when you've got lots and lots of money to spend right you learn to be better with your money when you're friggin broke anybody mm -hmm. that's been through this the whole quarantine mm -hmm. i'll guarantee you just about everybody listening to this has gotten better with their money right more responsible with how they spend it uh, you know better at saving it now you know right. better at making a choice okay do i need this do i not need this right that's because of the the difficulty and the discomfort that they've experienced mm -hmm. and it's the same thing i mean going to the gym if you go to the gym and you walk out of there and you're doing legs and you can make it down the stairs no problem <laughs> You don't feel good about yourself because right. you know you didn't train hard. You waste enough. that time, right? Yeah, like and so if you come out and your legs are all wobbly, what's the first thing you're telling the first person, the first close person to you? What are you telling them? Right, right. You know what I mean? Your experience, yeah. Right, and so it's so it's just flipping the switch on that on that whole comfort thing. Yeah, you know uh, when you when you go for comfort, that to me to me that's the beginning of death. Mm -hmm. That's when everything starts to deteriorate and backslide. And so every day I, I seek that. When I find myself seeking comfort, I force myself to do something uncomfortable. Right. And that's what turns me around. It's like last night, I came out of here after nine hours. Yeah. I had one meal. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to the bathroom once, <laughs> you know, because it was an intense meeting. It was very productive. A lot happened. It was great. But also my whole day was done. I had, we had plans. Yeah. You know, and so I was... I was happy, but I was annoyed and I was just utterly exhausted. Yep. Like just done. And then I came out and it's like, right. Cause when I came out of this room, I thought, okay, I just did something utterly amazing. Yeah. I deserve yes. a break. Right. Somebody should make me something to eat. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch some TV and relax and everybody yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. That's what I came down the hallway thinking. Right. And I get there and I thought, no, nah, that's not going to happen today. Right. And then the last thing in the world I wanted to do is load up three kids in the van <laughs> And, you know, that we're all whiny and fighting with each other at the time. Yeah. And go over to the grocery store. Right. Right. And it turned out to be the best thing I could have done for my family, for myself, for you. I mean, 
everybody's happy today. Mm -hmm. And really that was the catalyst for that change. And Mm -hmm. so seeking that discomfort, when I find myself seeking comfort in all things, and I got nothing against comfort when there's a time to relax. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I find myself seeking shortcuts and comfort, when I shouldn't be, that's when I have a talk with myself and push myself. So I, I don't know that that strength more than it is just a method. You know, once you do enough leg workouts Discipline. where you can't come down the stairs, you look at your legs and you go, okay, that's how we do legs. Right. Right. And so it's not so hard the next time. You know what? Um, you just remind me of something. It might be a little stupid, but I'll tell you this story. I'll tell you if it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> no, when I was, when I was, so I grew up uh, an athlete, you know, I used to mm-hmm. jump horses and trained all day and like and that. Some of those horses are pretty high to get right over the horse, right? Stop it. Um, and then I moved to the U.S. when I was, uh, well, I I remember like when I was maybe 16 I gained some weight you know like your normal teenage years Mm -hmm. and then I started to like you know play with like how I'll eat to lose weight gain I had no idea um but then when I moved to the U.S. I gained a lot of weight when I I was going to school right and and then I would be what they call yo-yo dieting I would try this and then I would lose a few pounds and I would never get to where I wanted to be. And then I remember I was probably 22 and I remember, you know what? I'm picking this and the only thing I'm going to do is I'm not going to stop until I get there. I remember like making that decision in my mind Mm -hmm. said this time I am not stopping until I reach the goal, the ultimate goal. And that's you. (laughs) <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs> and when i did i was like oh shoot if i knew that i could get here i would have never given up a million times before you right. know what i mean and so from that point on whatever it was if it was school if it was you know anything that was difficult what i realized is that more important than what you're doing is not giving up until you find, until you get there. Mm-hmm. So you find different ways. You find you you just don't stop trying. Um, and I think that we like look at our kids, mm-hmm. and we went into a friend's house that didn't have Netflix. She had regular cable, mm-hmm. and they couldn't understand why they had to sit through commercials or they right. couldn't rewind the TV, right? And so, or, or watch a different episode of watch a different Super episode Wings. or whatever, and and but we're not that much different than them. Like we are so used to instant results, instant gratification, instant everything, mm-hmm. right? And so we when we don't get that, we are frustrated and we want to give up. Mm-hmm. But if we don't give up, what happens then? you get to where you need to go mm-hmm. and you learn so much more along the way. And so, and I think we call that discipline or consistency, but I think you're right. I think this, this lie that a shortcut somehow, I, I remember my first bodybuilding contest, I'm sitting in the gym and every day this guy would walk in at the same time. I'd be sitting there eating my pre-workout meal Yeah, and it was 
go in and, and and after a while this guy finally came up to me and said listen man your body looks amazing you know this change you made is great he said you know i want to do that it's just i don't want to eat all that food and stuff you're doing and he said and i can't always make it into the gym but you know is there another <laughs> way you can do it and i right. said and at that time i was a little salty you know and i was just like, are you effing kidding me? I yeah. said, you think if there was a different and easier way to do this, that I'd be doing this shit every day, you right. know, like, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, but they're shocked. They want it to be, there must be an easier way to do this. Right. Well, if there was, I wouldn't be doing it this way. Right. And, and that's the thing is sometimes you just dis embrace the discomfort it hurts too much or, yeah. and, and you know, another thing. And I think, I don't, I don't know. I think men, men don't seem to be so, prone to this but for the women listening some men uh, some men um there's uh, training clients for many years when i used to be a trainer um what i see and and that was myself is you follow a plan but the moment something went wrong meaning you ate a chocolate cake mm -hmm. and you shouldn't have we have the tendency to say oh screw this now yeah. everything is ruined so i'm just going to eat everything that I've been craving for however long and but that's not how it goes right you ate the chocolate cake own it move and on move on, on go right back to it and don't don't look in the mirror for a week and I always tell my clients and myself that if you've been off plan for a week expect to be, have to be on plan for two weeks to get back to where you were mm -hmm. when you started your and so but that's with life too. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I look at my pictures four years ago before we started being foster parents and I look 10 years younger and it's not the kids, it's the stress we've been through. But I look at this road and you know, you, you would ask me, would you make the same decision? And I wouldn't need to right now because I don't need to learn all the lessons that I've learned, but mm -hmm. would I trade those lessons? No. And just like the guy that asked you, would there be an easier way? Obviously not <laughs> because I had to learn a lot of different lessons. Right. You know, now I'm here. I can stay, you know, I can stand and say, I would never make those choices again. Yeah. Cause I'm not the same person, mm -hmm. but I have some work to do getting myself back to, you know, health wise and i and i think there's another element here and, and it's not gender specific and and that's why i challenge you on this there's some guys because i know guys that are just you know the pussies, same you know and so they just don't want to feel any discomfort they want everything immediate they want you know it's like and that's the thing you know if you think that way you know just it's not it's not going to get there, there are no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts to anything. Learning a lesson, getting in shape, uh, beating depression. You know, there's no fast, easy way. You know, uh, smoking a joint or having a drink does not beat the depression. It's going to make it infinitely worse later. When you come out. When of you it. come out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it, it's like gambling or sex or anything. The problem doesn't. You know, like we talked about when Quamaine when we said, well, well, should we take the girls away for a day and have go some on a fun? Vacation. Well, you still got to come home at some point. Right. You still got to go through it anyway. So why, why waste the money? Right. You know, uh, why not change the experience at home? Right. Well, that's harder. Well, yeah, it's harder. Yeah. But that's, whoever told you the lie that life was going to be easy? 
Sure. It's not in the Bible anywhere. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and anybody that lied and told you that life was going to be easy was a liar. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back at my grandmother and, you know, we're, we like to feel sorry for ourselves because we've got these kids. We had four kids and, oh my gosh, you must be so exhausted. Yeah. My grandmother did this in a shack out in the middle of nowhere where she had to go and chop a hole in the ice in the dugout to pull water out to make coffee in the morning or to bath the kids. She had a wood stove. She had to chop wood. Right. You know, she had to feed hogs and cows and she had to do all this stuff. She had to wash her clothes on a washboard. Right. And she had more than four. Well, she had four kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what am I whining for? I throw them in a washing machine and walk away. Not the kids. Oh, you're not supposed to? <laughs> I do it with the laundry too. I mean, <laughs> the kids come out nice and clean. A little bewildered, but clean. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like everything is just so easy now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And back then it, it wasn't, yet she did it. And so the thing of it is, is, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, go back and do this on a washboard. What I'm saying is, you know, embrace, be careful of comfort. Right. Comfort is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Comfort and ease is very, and, very dangerous. And you know what? We might sound like experts, but we found ourselves in that comfort zone and in that hole for quite a few weeks, you know, it, over the summer. And so and last this, week, this is fresh from us coming out of this the hole. This is an epiphany this day This today. is not, we are better than you. Okay. I am well, that I'm, person. I'm, I'm better than you. You got to admit. <laughs> okay. Terry, okay this maybe, is I was wrong with the maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong with the kids in the washing machine, but <laughs> no. And, and that's the truth. Like, See, somebody that is an quote-unquote expert that has never made the mistakes, mm-hmm. I don't need their advice. Because <laughs> right. it's like, put yourself in that situation first right. and then show me how you can just... It's like everybody that wants to give you parenting advice and they've never had kids. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, we had a therapist like that. Yeah. She got fired quickly. <laughs> Puzzle Brianna. Puzzle Brianna. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the parenting and then there's the, the fitness advice from the people that basically fell out of the womb looking a certain way. Right. Listen, Kwamein was four years from- old and he would sneeze and get a six pack, okay? Yeah. He's going to grow up to be a man and if he's giving fitness advice, it's the wrong advice. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the girls with the amazing butt. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is what I do, you know? Right, and, like, and they have bands, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like, oh, the 30 minutes a day, you yeah. look going to look like me. like me. <laughs> it's, it's like, like okay. Okay. Yeah, and then you see pictures when they were four years old, and they still had the same pedonkadonk, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, you got to you got to take that hard walk before you learn the lessons from the hard walk. Yep. And the thing that is the hard walk. I, I look back on my life, and I look at it, it's not the I don't remember the easy times. Right. I remember the hard times, and I remember what I learned from that. And I'm at a point now where I'm raising kids. And what I'm teaching them is I'm not teaching them lessons from the easiest parts of my life. Never. Yeah. I'm teaching them lessons from the hardest parts of my life because those are the lessons that are going to make them better. The easy times, that comes natural to every human being. Yeah, if you got <laughs> self-esteem problems. You know what I told you know, Cadence go, today? Push yourself. Right. Push yourself. Go do something impossible. Go on a hike by yourself. Go, on a, go, go do something off the wall. Really push and challenge yourself. And you know what? Your self-esteem will come back. Well, I told Cadence today because she told me, she's like, Mommy, 
because uh, I, I told her, she's asked, she asked me, am I going to wear shorts or pants? I said, let's put on pants because, you know, when you ride your bike, if you fall off, it's better with pants. She goes, I don't want to ride my bike. I'm, I'm too tired and I don't like going up the hill and this and that. And I said, Cadence, you're five years old. You need to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> when you do hard things like going mm -hmm. and riding your bike uphill, you're making your, your muscles stronger and you're becoming a very strong woman. And I said, and that's what you're gonna need in your life. And I said, and that's how you get next time. It's not so hard to go uphill. And she looked at me, she goes, yeah, and I can beat up bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it clicked. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. But that's basically so it. So she went from a victim yeah. to she was now in control and yeah. beating up bad guys. Great. And nobody wants to hear from a victim. No. Like it's just, it's just it, it tires me out. Like right. I just like get off your ass and do something, right. you know, right. push yourself, do something hard, then come back and talk to me. Cause I'll tell you what, you feel better. You will. Yeah. You know, it won't solve all your problems, but you'll feel better and maybe be more equipped to solve your problems. Well, and that's why it gives me so much perspective when I approach things from a place of being more in control yeah. of myself. Yeah. When I'm, when I have, I'm having a pity party and I feel like I'm the victim and I deserve, like you said, you know, I deserve this and that then every single post rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. My kids' needs become overwhelming. You know, you asking for one more thing, I'm like, can he not see, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so I'm a victim all around. Right. But when I take control, then I can actually feel better by helping others. Well, you learn your capabilities. Yeah. You learn a sense of your value and your worth in whatever that hard thing is that you're doing, whether it's like, I'm trying to learn Spanish right now. You yeah. know what I mean? But every time I do a lesson, I feel better. Every time I understand with somebody, you know, I feel stronger about myself. You know, sure. anyway, there's do, do something. If I was going to summarize this, if you're feeling lousy, you're feeling kind of bummed out, do two things. Uh, well, first of all, feed yourself, look after yourself. That's important. But do something truly, truly hard. And that might be feed yourself and look after yourself. Yeah, it might but be that do, that day. Yeah. Do something really uncomfortable and challenging. And then when you're done that, pick another thing that you're going to do that day that's really uncomfortable and challenging. The second thing is shed some light into somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. Post something funny. You know, mm -hmm. call post, a friend, call a friend and, and make them laugh. Tell a funny story, post something positive and, and uplifting. You know what I mean? Find stuff like that. Put that out into the world. You'll feel better because somebody will comment on it. You're making some, you, I'll guarantee you, you're making somebody else's day better. And yes. that will make you feel better Then if you do something hard and accomplish something, you know, you've achieved something truly good. You know, you, the world can take everything else away from you, but it can't take that away. That yeah. belongs to you and that stays with you always. And if you do that every day, you know, the problems don't go away, but your perspective on the problem goes away. Absolutely. It changes and becomes something healthy. I hope that helps somebody out there. We're struggling over here just like everybody else is struggling. We sure are. Just trying to find a way to maybe make it easier on somebody. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodlightunscripted.com. Lots of stories and videos and stuff there if you're bored. Thank you for listening. God bless. Gotta hold on me.